Good morning, Lord. Thank you for um, thank you for this day. Uh, it's a little rainy. Thank you for the cleansing that the rain represents, and um, and for me, quite candidly, some calming. And uh, just ask you to help uh, help me help us uh, calm ourselves, our minds, and our hearts right now, and fix uh, fix our eyes on you, Lord. And again, I thank you for my friend Corey uh, that he is willing to uh, lead us. Thank you for the courage, and I just ask your Holy Spirit to um, just to be actively speaking through him to us this morning, Lord. We just love you, and we thank you in advance. Um, amen. Corey, thanks for rejoining again, or re-leading. Thank you very much for, for having me. I appreciate it. It's cool to get to do this again and share. So the other day, I was... We got news or heard back that, so I have three kids, Kylie, she's 15, Camden is all is 12, and then Caleb is seven. And so due to, you know, coronavirus quarantine, we have all been, been at home quite a bit, as you can imagine, as all of you have with your families. Well, we just got news last week that basically here in about a week, gymnastics will open up again. And obviously, my daughter's super excited, as all my kids are when their activities get going again. But I wasn't. Mm. I really wasn't. And almost frustrated. I kept saying, I don't want to, you know, lose this quarantine time. I don't want to go back to the busyness. To the point that I annoyed my wife. And she... It was like, why do we say that? Stop, you know, kind of like stop saying that. We, mm -hmm. And so we had some conversations in, in regard to it. But I also spent some time and, you know, quiet time thinking about it. Why, why am I frustrated that going back to some of that norm? And, you know, I think for me, a lot of it came down to I've enjoyed this time in the quarantine, I mean, yes, there's been a loss of revenue. There's been some things I've for sure missed. I'm sure, you know, the random beers with buddies or getting coffee or heck, just eating in a restaurant. I mean, there's for sure things I miss, and I do look forward to some of that coming back, no doubt about it. But there's some, been some really good rhythms that I've put in place, and I know all of you have, such as making this morning a, a discipline, a mm -hmm. daily habit. I know some of us have since we've been invited or learned of these PSP calls, we've not missed one, or maybe we've missed just a, a couple. And it's just been pretty impactful. And so as I was spending some quiet time with my frustrations with God, a few things popped up that I want to share with all of you. Hmm. And, you know, one in particular was, I kept kind of saying, if, like, you know, you know, if we go back, it's going to fall, it's all going to fall apart. If we go back, it's, you know, I'm going to get my old habits and get my old ways and the, the growth that I've had here is going to be gone. Interesting enough, I actually typed in the word if, because I came across a couple of Bible verses where if was in it. The word if is in the ESV translation 1,673 times. Wow. Bible verses such as, you know, the ones, you know, if you have understanding, hear this, listen to what I say. Hear, O my people, while I admonish you, O Israel, if you would but listen to me. Mm. 
Psalm 95, 7 says, For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand today, if you hear his voice. So, And then it's 574 times in the New Testament wow. and 280 in the Gospels. What was interesting about all these verses, and I started reading some different articles and things on this, but if is always on the man's side of the equation and never on God's side. So God remains the same. God remains faithful. But yet it's us who waver. It's us who get distracted. We lose our disciplines. And so as we are getting back to this new normal of society, that new buzz, we're new normal, I want us to consider a new normal for ourselves of what that could look like. And obviously this has always been top of mind for, for Jesus because he talked about old wineskin versus new wineskin. You know, that's a teaching that was in three of the four Gospels, which anytime I, there's a teaching that's repeated in each of those Gospels, I just think it's so interesting and really make sure we take note of it. But in that idea of the old wine skin, new, old wine, new wine skin, it is, I'll read Matthew 16, I'm sorry, Matthew 9, 16 through 17. No one puts a piece of unshrunk cloth on an old garment for the patch tears away from the garment and a worse tear is made. Neither is new wine put into old wine skins. If it is, the skins burst and the wine is spilled and the skins are destroyed. But the new wine is put into fresh wine skins and so both are preserved. This idea, some of you are familiar with, but those that are not, when you put wine into a wine skin, it basically it ferments. And as it starts to expand up to about, you know, 10%, and then it's expanded. And so that old wineskin is now no more use. And because if you put new wine into an old wineskin, it's already expanded. So if that wine starts to, you know, as it starts to ferment and expand again, boom, it's going to burst. Same thing will happen to us is if we go back to work trying to shove in some of these new principles or ideas we have into our old ways, it's going to burst. If we get back into saying yes to every single meeting, if we get back to hopping in our car instead of doing PSP, we start listening to NPR. If we get back into our old ways mm. and lose sight of this growth that we had, it could burst and we, we kind of get back into that old ambitious, striving for ourselves, taking our identity to work and not to – I know a lot of us, it was shaken for, and it was restored back in our identity of being a beloved son, beloved daughter. Mm -hmm. This teaching of old wine skin, not only is it in three of the four gospels, but Paul also talks about it. In Ephesians 4, 21 and 24, he talks about put off your old self. So our old perspectives that we may have had in say February before mm -hmm. the quarantine, our old perspectives, our old mindsets, our old maybe old friends, old rhythms, old striving, but instead be renewed in your new self. I know a lot of these talks we've had in the morning, a lot of people have really had this renewed identity, their identity in, in, in that connection with God, that feeling of uh, almost childlike faith again. I too have had that experience in my encouragement for all of us is, hey, as we get back into it, let's remember that. That's our new self, is this renewed childlike faith. 
is the new self that we want to be taking back into the to our families and to the marketplace as we get back to this new normal. So a couple tactical things to help put this into application is a verse that I really like and as I can break it down, it helps me think through. And that is in 1 Corinthians 9, 24 through 27. This is where Paul is um, sharing a verse that a lot of us are familiar with. But it's this idea that we don't want to run aimlessly. We want to train like a fighter. Actually, I was looking for it right here. I lost my page here. That's all right. We can. Sorry about that. So it has to use an old school Bible. Yeah. First Corinthians 9, 24, 27. Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one receives the prize? So run that you may obtain it. Every athlete exercises self-control in all things. They do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable. So I do not run aimlessly. I do not box as one beating the air. I just love that visual. Mm. But I discipline my body and keep it under control, lest after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. Mm. So three areas to break this down is, as we go back, we cannot run aimlessly. Mm. I have a, a podcast that I've recently released called Win at Home Burst. And I encourage, well, obviously I encourage you to listen to all the episodes. But really, if you're only going to listen to one, May 20th, I did Why Your Life is Not Fulfilling as It Could Be is the title of it. It's 20 minutes long, but we use these five P's as a framework of how I work, how I created my own vision statement, but also how I work with clients and friends to create their own. It takes five P's. You kind of do a brain dump on those words and you put it together. It's the idea of have a vision statement, 10 words or less. But for me, that has helped me not run aimlessly. It's a reminder a daily reminder is I read my vision statement, think it through. My vision statement is to connect people to greater performance and even more significant purpose. Mm-hmm. Each of those words means something to me. And every day, it, it, actually, one of them could be what gets me going. Mm-hmm. Where the mundane of the day-to-day can really just beat us down. There's a definition I found where I talk about, you know, we've all heard the phrase, without a vision, people will perish. I always thought that word perish was kind of silly because I just, I don't know. I thought it was like a melting of people. And I was like, that's weird. However, when I looked at the word perish and it talks about how you become numb to the mundane, numb to the routine, that I can relate to. I can't relate to the melting of people, but I can for sure relate to becoming numb to mundane, get up, go to work, come home, put the kids to bed, do it all over again. But when I put together a vision statement probably about eight years ago, it was a game changer because I could find those different words that can motivate me. And so for you, I encourage you to get the vision statement as you go back. The second one, have self-control in all things, as Paul talks about. There's a quote I love where it says, the quantity of your no's will drive the quality of your yeses. So as you go back, guard your schedule. 
some of the beauty of these last few months has been we've had nothing to do the, therefore we could be intentional with our families we could maybe get do some better exercising spend more time in the word whatever it may be but if we say you start going back saying yes to everything we're going to lose that so if you don't control your schedule it will control you mm -hmm. so the meetings that you say yes to during the meeting what time you go to bed the night before what time you wake up the amount of time that you are spending on TV or social media and finding ways to have self-control so you don't, we don't get lost in that mundane. Mm -hmm. And the third piece is I discipline my body and I keep it under control. We need to train daily. I love this PSP idea because it's every day. I don't know what it'll look like down the road, but we've got to find out our daily habits. Many of us, our quiet time's gone up. For me, I've started reading my identity statement every morning. It's something I created. If anyone's interested, I can share with it offline. But an identity statement, the working out, the posture of needing God. And I shared earlier about your minus verse, you know, basically my minus in, in a previous teaching. So it's really just that posture. So those three things I, to encourage each of you as we go back so that we are going back with intentionality in that we will help kind of drive our new normal as opposed to let it be defined by us. Mm -hmm. So hopefully that's a blessing to all of you uh, this morning. It is. I, I made a note and I'm, I'm going to follow up with you once we ring off. I would love to see that identity statement. And, um, and, I, and I love the, the encouragement that I choose to hear about renewing your identity. That that's something that, um, really resonates with me this morning. Renew, you know, where, where is your identity, Jerry? Um, what makes up your identity? And a great time to recalibrate is, is the word we've used a lot here. Um, yeah, so I find that very, very encouraging this morning. Uh, appreciate you again. Corey, will you, uh, will you pray and just launch us into the rest of our day? Yeah, great, thanks. Hey, dear Lady Fathers, thank you so much for uh, this time. Thank you for this morning, for all of the, the men and women that have uh, been able to join us this morning and pray that these words that, you know, through your scripture can be encouragement for all of us as we go about our day so that we can uh, go and, and make uh, disciples, make image bearers in our work and in our families and, and stand strong to guarding our schedule, guarding our hearts um, so that we can grow closer to you in all that we do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well done. Love you, buddy. Love you guys. Have All right. See you guys. Love you guys. Bye.